So welcome to Effective Living Series and this is the fifth day of the second week. This week we're focusing on your professional development. Started off with Soft Skills by Leticia Ohinia Far, Man vs. Machine by Kofi Dazi. Professional Skills for 2020 and Beyond, Patrick Otiku Buedu. Yesterday we were planning for your career. Today we and that was with of course Doreen Bafo. Today we have uh, Taka Awori and she's talking about taking responsibility for your professional development taka is the founder and ceo of the busara africa and uh, she's been on this platform a few times taka great to have you good morning morning okay so how have you been how is life oh all is well i'm excited for 2020 lots mm. of exciting things coming up nice it's a leap year great stuff ahead. so what are you talking about today so so this year um specifically today mm-hmm. i'm talking about how you can take leadership mm-hmm. and responsibility for your professional development okay how you can take leadership yes and responsibility yes for your development yes interesting yes and what's the structure how do, we, how do we go about this so, so what i would like to start doing is mm. is first explore why people don't do it and i'd like mm. to share with your listeners mm-hmm. five lies that we tell ourselves mm. that keep us from taking responsibility for our professional development. Okay. And then from there, I will share maybe nine things I have done personally okay. in my professional journey where I've taken leadership in growing myself professionally. Brilliant. If you're listening, you want to ask a question, 54 The number again, 54 it's nine nine eight six nine nine six. It's a WhatsApp number. Send your questions to Taka. She'll be happy to answer. So let's go. Okay. So, so Bernard, maybe I'll start by the fact that as a coach, mm. I'm always curious about what holds people back. Okay. You know, what keeps them from growing and thriving. In this case, professionally. Mm. You know, I heard the summary of the speakers you've had this this week, and they've been absolutely amazing. Mm. But wouldn't it be interesting to see how many people actually put into action what they've learned and you may find it's only a small percentage that actually take these inspiring lessons and actually do something for it Mm -hmm. so when it comes to professional development uh, i've heard many reasons for why people get stuck professionally eh? Mm -hmm. people talk about discrimination prejudice bosses unfair work practices Mm -hmm. heavy domestic workload and you know all of these are real Mm. constraints eh? but one of the biggest ones I've seen is just a complete failure to take responsibility. It's almost like you expect somebody else mm. to develop you. Huh? Mm. And in that respect, we become our own worst enemy. Okay. And we do this by the lies we tell ourselves. Okay. And here are five of the most common lies mm-hmm. I have. And let me say, I have sometimes told myself. <laughs> okay. And as a coach, I have heard others tell, Mm. which keep you from actually moving forward professionally. So Mm -hmm. you ready for the five? Yes. Number one, it's not my fault. Hmm? It's not my fault. It's not, it's not my fault. Oh, it's not my fault. We blame others mm. for not growing professionally. Eh? So okay. we blame our bosses. Mm-hmm. We blame management mm-hmm. for not investing in our growth. We say, oh, they have not put aside a budget. Oh, you know, I don't work for a company that has money for this. Mm. So we don't grow. Eh? Mm-hmm. And if it's not others, we blame circumstances. Okay. Eh? We say, look, I just don't have enough time. Do you know what time I close work? You see all the traffic by the time I get home. It's nine o'clock. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, I just don't have enough money money this course so you know these are really mm. sound like legitimate reasons but mm. you start to find that in the end 10 years have passed 
15 years are past and you're still clocking time doing the same thing. So people blame circumstances as well, don't yes. they? Yes, so it's with others and circumstances because mm. ultimately the lie is it's not my fault that I have not grown professionally mm-hmm. and we abdicate responsibility mm. and essentially ascribe our lack of professional development to others. We, so we, we, we play, play victim. victim. We play victim. <laughs> so that's the first lie we tell. Huh? Okay. The second lie I've heard quite a bit is it's too late. It's too late. It is too late. And they're very different versions of it's too late. Huh? Okay. Now, for those who are tend to be kind of my age group, you know, like 22, 23. <laughs> uh, I'm <laughs> laughing for that. <laughs> for those in my age group, they might uh-huh. say, I'm just too old. Mm. It's just too late for me to be going back to school. I'm, un- I'll be I'm there untrainable. With, I'm untrainable. I've passed that mark. Huh? Okay. Or... The other version of it's too late is mm. I miss getting the right education. Mm. You know, I didn't, I, I didn't get the right masters. I didn't get that right degree. I only stopped at this level, so it's too late for me now to get something different. Or I took this path early in life, and now I don't know how to change. You know, I did accounting, so now how will I start changing? My passion is interior design. I know professionally I could be a star, but. I took this path, yeah. I, can't, I can't go back. Eh? Mm. Or I made this mistake, this kind of mistake, and now I can't change it. It's just too late for me to change and grow professionally in a particular path. Wow. That's a lie we tell ourselves. I, I like the fact that, that it's too late. You've given different examples. Yes, there's different variations of how we tell ourselves it's too late. When we know the truth is it's never, it's never too, late? too late. I always tell the story of Louise Hayes, one of my favorite publisher she does lots of work on Mm self-development she started her publishing company Mm -hmm. at age 70 seven zero seven zero (laughs) so always remember when you start to say it's too late louise hey age 70 so that's the second line it's too late too late okay line number three this one is so common (laughs) i will start tomorrow oh lord ochna it's almost like I will wait and there are different variations, the same type thing. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, today is just not good. I've got mm-hmm. too much going on. Mm-hmm. Let me just wait until next year. Then I would have amassed enough money for that course. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I've done this. Now I don't have enough time to be reading and doing these classes or whatever. So so we, we, we complain that we have too much going on right now and we procrastinate. Mm. We listen to Effective Living series and we're so inspired and we we'll say, tomorrow I will start doing those things that Bernard Speaker said. But we never do. Tomorrow never comes. Tomorrow never comes. So that's the third lie we tell when really you need to be starting now. So a lot of people will say there's too much going on today. So let's exactly. do it tomorrow. Exactly. So like today, yeah, I've already planned today. Yes, yes. <laughs> so that's the, the, the basis that's, of procrastination. Yes, so that's the third lie. The, okay. the fourth lie, and mm. this again tends to come, I hear more from the senior executives mm-hmm. and the experienced leaders I often work with, is a sense of, oh, but I know enough. Mm. I've been around the block again. Mm-hmm. Um, that you, oh, it's almost that thinking that you're so senior and so experienced that you have nothing left to learn. You feel that you kind of know it all. Huh? Mm-hmm. And I've seen many people who are simply what I call cruising until the twilight or November of their lives, huh? mm. where they're actually stagnating because they feel they're settling for what they know. So that's another lie you tell So yourself. this lie is lie number four. 
It's line number four. I know enough. I know enough. I know enough. There's nothing new under the sun. There's nothing new. That kind of cynicism. eh? Mm. So you stop growing eh? and you stop growing professionally. eh? Is that pride or what? It's laziness or what? It's often, often, I often see mental laziness, Mm -hmm. but often unwillingness to move out of your comfort zone. Mm. Mm -hmm. You're just stagnating. What what else can I learn? Yes. At this age? Yes. I see. Now, the fifth lie is probably the biggest. It's the and biggest. It's the biggest. Mm-hmm. It's and this is what I really see blocking people. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm not enough. I'm not enough. And there's different versions of okay. I'm not enough. So it's I'm not blank enough. Huh? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it comes in the terms of I'm not smart enough. Mm. There's just no way I can take on that course. There's no way I can learn that skill. Mm-hmm. There's no way I can get better at doing this particular thing and grow professionally mm-hmm. or again i'm not young enough okay. my time has passed mm. or i'm not old enough i haven't had enough experience mm-hmm. huh? or i'm not from the right uh, mm-hmm. or i'm not from the right sex gender tribe whatever you mm-hmm. want to say but mm-hmm. it's always a sense of i am somehow limited and my limitation is a block mm-hmm. for me taking steps to grow professionally so what happens when you use that I'm not enough? We, we don't explore how to grow. We don't investigate what skills are needed. And we're afraid to ask. So, mm-hmm. the, so that's the fifth lie I've heard. That mm-hmm. version of I'm not enough. Interesting. The five lies. The five lies we tell ourselves that prevents us from taking responsibility for our professional development. This is Effective Living Series and we have Taka Worry. So uh, what do you do? You say you, you have a, an example of how you took responsibility? Yes, yes. So, so let me let me share with you a couple of things, maybe about nine things that I, I've used along my, my journey. Eh? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't so much that they were intentional. It's just as I look back, huh, I see this is what I ended up following. Huh? Mm-hmm. So the first thing was I took time to define what professional success means for me, me personally as Taka. Mm -hmm. Bernard, as you know, my my first job was in a corporate law firm in Mm -hmm. the U.S. doing oil and gas work. Mm -hmm. Now, now at that time, I recognized that I could have stayed on at that law firm. I could have stayed on and become a partner at that law Mm -hmm. firm. And nobody would have said that I have somehow failed professionally. In fact, Mm -hmm. I would have been considered quite successful professionally. eh? But I recognized it was not for me. Mm. eh? And that was a key moment for me to determine that the world may have a certain definition of what success is, professional Mm. success. But I needed to define that for myself. And so at that time, I defined that professional success for me meant making Africa a better place. Okay. Following my passion, doing fulfilling work, making a difference. Making sufficient money to have financial freedom mm-hmm. and having sufficient time to spend time with those I love and do what I enjoy. I like this. Can let's go through this again. Okay. So you define what professional success means to you. To me, as Taka Award. Not because you've gone to Harvard. Everybody says you need to do Exactly work in this big law firm exactly. and become partner. So exactly. people set expectations for you. For sure. For sure. And they expect, in fact, people were quite surprised. What I did is I bought a one-way ticket back to Uganda at that time mm-hmm. to work on human rights work. To wow. do human rights law. And people were like, how can you leave this amazing job? Why would you do that? And yet I had to go through a process. And it wasn't easy, huh? I really needed to dig deep inside to say, Taka, what, does your, what is your life about? What makes you what happy? Are you, what makes you happy? What are you here to do? What is your mm. 
calling. Mm. And that might mean stepping aside from what society and the world expects. How long did it take you? Because this is quite, I mean, it's very clear with the four things you've said but i'm sure it didn't come to you one day sitting under an apple tree no 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 it didn't at all it didn't at all and i had support okay i'll tell you an interesting story that the person who supported me the most actually Mm -hmm. was my secretary is it It, it's very interesting in the firm what they used to do at the law firm is they would have they would have one secretary assigned to a partner mm-hmm. and a junior associate, such as myself, mm-hmm. because they knew we didn't really need secretaries. You know, we'd do all the typing ourselves, da, 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 we'd do all of that ourselves. Mm-hmm. So even though she was my secretary, she was, she was a legal secretary. So she was guiding me on how mm-hmm. to do things, how mm-hmm. you do proper filings, all of that. But in many respects, she also became a mentor. She was an older woman, an okay. older African-American woman. And I remember one day she'd seen me for a couple of months, always come into the firm, Ooh, looking mm. so miserable. And I remember one time she said to me, Taka, she closed the door, came into my office, closed the door. She said, sit down. Mm. I want you to get very clear about where it is you're going and what matters to you. It's like you're planting a seed. Wow. So she had me literally imagine. So I literally said, I said, oh, I want to go back to Uganda. I want to do human rights. I want to make a difference in Africa. So she says, that's your seed. That's what you're going to focus on. Mm. And she says, on one day, I will come back and sit under the tree of mm. the seed we just planted today. Okay. And guess what? She eventually came to Ghana and mm-hmm. was able to see me working at ActionAid at that wow. time. And said, you, she said, you see, it's been wow. almost 15 years, but it starts with a seed of a vision wow. that you have and being willing to water it, mm. despite all the external voices that might tell you, oh, wow. it's about money, you stay there. This is something that's prestigious. I love it. So making Africa a better place for you, yes. following your passion, doing fulfilling work, yes. making sufficient money to be financially independent, yes. and then having sufficient time yes. to spend with those you love. I mean, this is so powerful. So yes. that was just the first step. That was just the first step. Wow. That was the first step. <clears throat> and it means, by the way, Bernard, it's not something you do at one step mm-hmm. and you end. Mm. I constantly have to keep rethinking this and keep saying, what is success? What does success mean to me? Mm. And it's something I feel like I do moment, you know, year by year because there'll constantly be external influences that may be taking you in different directions. So that's one. The, the second one is on my journey, I've developed healthy professional relationships with people that have supported me in my journey. Mm. So I, I have invested in, in, in doing the right thing, living my values, integrity. That means that there are people along your journey who value you. And I haven't been afraid to ask for help mm-hmm. and ask for advice from those people who, you know, who have seen what I've brought to the table, who have seen mm. the values. Huh? Mm-hmm. So it's both being developing those quality relationships, investing in them. But third, it's also not being afraid to mm. ask for help. Mm-hmm. I've, I've made peace with the fact that I don't always have to know it all. Mm. Huh? And it doesn't, and it's okay to call somebody for coffee and say, you know what, I'm thinking of moving in this direction. I'm thinking of doing something differently, but I'm not so mm-hmm. sure. So, for example, I, I know my, my comfort zone, what I'm quite experienced about, I can talk about leadership, coaching, 
till the cows come home. Huh? <laughs> business, running a, a business. business and the different dimensions, particularly mm -hmm. around marketing, all of that. Mm -hmm. Those are things that I've had to sit down and ask people. How do you do this? What mm -hmm. should be my strategy? Mm -hmm. If I'm going to do more things in, in, you know, if I want to increase my visibility, if I want to use social media, mm -hmm. I haven't been afraid to ask for help mm. from those who are more experienced because I've recognized that that's the next step in so my journey. So help, advice, support. Sure, sure. Don't be afraid to ask for it. That was some, That was the third thing I've done. Huh? Mm -hmm. The fourth is I have participated in a community of practice. Okay. And for me, the community of practice now that I find so valuable is the Association of Coaching Practitioners in Ghana. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's coming together with another group of, with a group of professional coaches mm -hmm. to share, to learn, to discuss the challenges, to, you know, to bring in different types of resources, I've found that a really valuable space in terms of strengthening my coaching skills. Okay. Recognizing I'm not alone. So that's been four. A community of practice. A community of practice. So again, I invite their listeners to ask, Bernard, in fact, what's your community of practice you belong to? I want you to define it. What does it mean? Is <laughs> it like a community of people within your profession? Yes, that's exactly it. So sometimes engineers have them, accountants okay. have them. Doctors may have and, them. And when you meet, what do you do as a community? Do you discuss your work? Yes, yes. So, for instance, we might be looking at the competencies of coaches mm -hmm. and talking about how do we ensure that we are using those competencies when we coach. We may be looking at our code of ethics. We may be listening to webinars, mm. those kinds of things. To just help improve your work as a, a professional. Exactly. Okay. I so, mean, you don't have one. I, I, have a, I mean... I, I, it's not formalized. We are part of GJA. We have okay. friends who are other journalists. We meet very frequently at programs. But whether it's deliberate, okay. the way you do yours is the problem. Okay. It's, okay. I don't think we've, we've, we've been intentional about it. Okay. So okay. It's probably something I need to look at. Yes, yes. I've, I found it a very a powerful community of space. Practice. It's a community of, of practice. Huh? I like that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So, so the fifth one, and, and I would say, Bernard, maybe mm. this has been one of the biggest ones that mm. has helped me in my professional journey mm -hmm. is I have been willing to move outside of my comfort zone. Okay. Mm -hmm. mm. I am increasingly getting mm. comfortable with being uncomfortable. <laughs> because there are certain skills that mm. I realize I need to get good at, but the first time I do it, Definitely, I'm uncomfortable with it. Huh? So, for instance, right now, being on radio. Huh? Mm. I remember the first time I was with you here. You could, I, I'm, I'm surprised you could not hear my heart beating all oh. along, the, uh, along the way. <laughs> so, so, there are many things that I will do initially. And I will be like, oh, I'm not so comfortable with this. But it's recognizing that mm. my professional growth mm. cannot happen within my comfort zone. I have to constantly stretch myself. And, and make peace with being awkward, mm -hmm. not so excellent at, excellent at it. And as a high achiever, this is often a difficult one for me. I want to do something and I want to do it. want to perfect. ace it. Thank you. And you want to ace it right away. Huh? <laughs> so it's making peace with the fact that right mm. away you may not ace it. Mm. And making peace with the fact that you will learn through the failure that you gain through that process. And I think that has come up this week. I didn't know already. radio was 
outside your comfort zone because you sounded pretty confident. You just were not seeing my heartbeat. Uh, okay, not, but <laughs> you have a good way of hiding it, which is good. Which is good. But now you are an expert. Ah, well, I don't know about I, that. I think you, you, you can even host the show now. <laughs> the way you are flowing. Oh, no. I mean, you've done radio with us at least five years. Yes, yes. So I think now true. it's one of your... That's true. It's no longer a, a, a stretch. Yes, yes. But I've been, but, but you know, it, that's through practicing being outside of my comfort zone. Eh? So that's point number. That was five. Point, point number, number five. five. Yeah. Good. The the sixth one is I have been willing to invest in myself and spend money on professional development. Eh? So so my journey, my professional journey. Has not been a has not been a straight one, and I think many people's careers they will find haven't been necessarily straight ones. You can see I started in the law, mm-hmm. moved to human rights, moved to women's rights, a lot more development, then you know general development, then leadership played a leadership role, and now I'm doing coaching, and coaching and organizational development and training, and I'm also a business owner. So constantly I have found I've had to go back and learn. So for mm. instance, in the last, I would say, 15 years, the particular certification that I've invested in and paid money to gain has been around organizational development and around coaching. Mm-hmm. Because I realize it's not enough to just say, I coach. Huh? I need to ensure I have the proper skills and I'm mm. accredited to coach. Same thing doing organizational development. That means spending money to mm. go through a program, go through a course and get professionally trained on that. So mm-hmm. that's been the sixth thing. I've been willing to invest money, my own money in my professional development. I haven't had anyone else pay for me like a company pay for me. Yeah? So all these transitions, you've had to invest some yes. resource in yes. to acquire the knowledge and the competence. Yes, yes. Wow. But that has also meant I've had to have a game plan for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so when, I, when I left ActionAid, for instance, I was very clear that I wanted to do leadership development. But I realized that if I'm going to be very useful to leaders, coaching is going to be a key skill set. Organizational development is going to be a key skill set. Mm-hmm. So that means I needed to have a game plan. I was like, okay, Taka, first you're going to search where are the best coaching programs. So my key thing was having a game plan and sticking to it. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was doing my coaching program, there were so many moments I simply wanted to quit. Huh? Because you're taking courses at 12 a.m. The course mm. was out in Australia, so there was a time <laughs> difference. Huh? So we've all been there. Those mm. moments where there's so many competing agendas, mm. different mm. things going on. But when you stick to your game plan, then you start to find you're professionally growing. So mm. that was the seventh. Having a game plan and sticking to it. Having a game plan. Having a game plan. It's not something your professional growth, ideally, and I think Doreen talked a little bit about this. Yes. Huh? Your, <clears throat> your professional growth is not something that you just do by heart. Okay. Huh? You know, start to think quite strategically about where you're trying to go. So you must have a plan have for a your... Plan. So it's planned professional growth. That's it. That's it. Shouldn't just be, oh, okay, today we'll read something, next week we'll see what happens. Exactly. There must be a plan. That's it. So once you've defined your success, Mm -hmm. the plan is about what are the skill sets Mm. I need to deliver on that. All right. But the thing is, you need to go beyond the plan. Mm. I have seen a lot of people, again, as a coach with wonderful plans, they never stick to it. Again, as you said, so today they're doing this, tomorrow they're doing this. uh, So it's about sticking to it. eh? Mm -hmm. It's about the determination. Mm. So that was the seventh. Okay. Eighth, for me, it's interesting that my professional development and growth mm-hmm. has actually, um, what's, what's the right word? 
has has been nurtured mm-hmm. by growing others. Mm-hmm. By growing others. Okay. Investing in others helps you grow yourself. Okay. Because you find that I learn best what I teach mm-hmm. or I teach what I need to learn. Mm-hmm. But also many of the people who I've invested in are also the ones that give me really good feedback. Mm-hmm. It's not just those who are your mentors that give you feedback, but those mm-hmm. who you're very close to who are like, oh, you could do this, you could do that better. So actually growing professionally has also been about investing in others to grow. Mm-hmm. And the final one, so that was eight, huh? growing others. And the final one is, and I would say probably the biggest for me, okay. Bernada, that my professional development and growth mm-hmm. has not just been about the technical skills, OD, legal, policy analysis, coaching. It's actually been about growing from the inside out. Mm. Because when I really think about what are the strengths I bring to the work that I do, mm-hmm. it's who I am inside. Okay. It's how I think. It's how I manage my emotions. It's my beliefs. Mm. And that's what's moved me on in the journey. So I think, for instance, um, Doreen was talking about you flourish where you're planted. I've been in different spaces in my profession, but it's working within myself that has enabled me to flourish wherever I'm planted. So whether I was at the law firm, whether I was working at DFID, when I was at ActionAid, in all those places, bringing out the best in myself in those spaces meant I had to do the inner work. Mm -hmm. Some of that inner work has involved dealing with those lies hmm, mm-hmm. that we tell ourselves. Huh? Mm-hmm. For instance, one of those lies around, I am not enough. Mm. That I am not enough keeps you blocked. It keeps you stuck. It keeps you from moving forward. So that's something that I regularly would deal with. Mm. Dealing with failure. That's all the inner work. Inner How do you focus mm-hmm. on what you want to see, mm-hmm. not how do you focus on what you want, not what, not what you don't want? Mm-hmm. How do you ensure that you're constantly bringing positive energy to a space? So I would say that a lot of my professional development has been personal development. Huh? That, that is quite profound. Quite profound. Mm-hmm. So personal development in terms of your thinking, your own internal things, your beliefs. That's it. Managing your emotions. And you see, it almost becomes obvious from the things you've heard this week. eh? And Mm -hmm. I think it was Letitia who was talking about what are the key skill sets that are increasingly Mm -hmm. required. Those are increasingly not skill sets you learn Mm. when you go do a degree somewhere. (laughs) Those are skill sets you learn from spending time and investing in doing the inner work. Again, you know, when I I look at leaders who really thrive, who Mm -hmm. excel, inspire others to be more, to do more, often it's not because of their wonderful degrees Mm -hmm. they have had. It's again because of their ability to live their values, Mm -hmm. their ethics, their managing of their emotions, their managing of their egos. All of that comes from personal development. So that's why I found that particularly powerful in the professional journey. Yeah? Effective Living Series, 20 minutes to 10, 97.3 CDFM. Our guest is Taka Wari. And she is uh, helping us understand how to take responsibility for our professional development. 
and she's helped to identify five lies we tell ourselves and then she's giving from her own life nine uh, steps or junctions on the journey to being responsible for your own development so let's go to line number one is not my fault <laughs> uh, that's a big lie big fat lie and then line number two it's too late and line number three i will start tomorrow Coco City or China missing me then it's uh, it's a very bad one line number four i know enough i know enough and line number five i am not enough i'm not smart enough i'm not young enough i'm not good enough i'm not eloquent enough i am not um whatever then some people say are not black enough <laughs> <laughs> yeah and those are and there are things that some of these lies are lies other people tell you yes so it's yes, not just yes. you telling yourself yes and yes. then in her nine uh, steps she took and i like the way you did it you know a lot of times people can't just say do this do that do that you have actually told me what you've done yes so you are not yes. preaching at me you're actually telling me what you've taken responsibility and it says number one i have defined what personal and professional success means to me mm-hmm. number two i have developed a healthy professional relationship that so sup- relationships that have supported me in my professional journey mm-hmm. i haven't been afraid to ask for help advice or support mm. and i have i participate in a community of practice it's first time i'm hearing this i'm going to explore this mm-hmm. properly please do and uh, number five i've been willing to move outside my comfort zone six willing to invest in myself and spend money on professional development mm-hmm. seven get a game plan stick to it eight growing others has been a very important part of growing myself mm. thought that was quite profound as well mm. growing others investing in other people because they will support you later number nine i invest in personal development not just for technical skills again so somebody will pay money to go and learn how to code but they wouldn't pay money to appreciate how to manage their emotions there you go so they think coding is what will make them money but they forget that they are anger issues there driving away all clients there so i think that's pretty f- cool let's read some questions or comments robert appel is on watching on facebook live and she says all the lies she mentioned i'm suffering from them <laughs> wow i hope i won't follow these lies again in 2020 nice uh, Mr. Carpenter is watching us live from Oti region and joined the discussion. Ivan Saki says, I love this show. It's so educative. And Kingsley George Ajeman, very insightful discourse. Kudos to you, bro. Uh, Happy New Year to you. Keep up the good work. Um, Obi says, Bernard, your guest is talking my matter. Pao. <laughs> Maxwell Akbalu says, Hi, Bernard. Great work. Your Effective Living series has literally made me read seven books last year. I planned for... I, I, I planned... 10 please where can i get this podcast okay maxwell go to ctfmonline.com right after this interview there will be a podcast uploaded you can listen to this again and again ben is it possible to have the contact details of taka on the effective living series so it's not effective listening skills okay no no okay, I, I i get you no i'm confused now you want Taka's details <laughs> on effective listening skills. Did you, you, Taka didn't say anything about effective listening skills. <laughs> so, unless you want Taka's... Maybe they meant to say effective living series and they're typing fast. I guess that's what yes, she wanted to yes, say. Yes, uh, is, yes. your, is your contact sure. shareable? Yes, indeed. Is your contact shareable? So, so, my contact, you can reach 
me through our couple of ways facebook mm-hmm. busara africa that's b for bernard u s a r a busara africa so so find us on facebook like our page so you don't miss anything out that we're doing and then also our website busara africa .com eh? mm. and we will be doing a free webinar on this eh? because it's we went a free through, webinar yes, okay I'm going to be having a free webinar in February on this mm-hmm. so if you don't want to miss the free webinar please like our page on Facebook or go to our website and subscribe so you don't miss the latest information about that webinar So how do what was the web address again So it's www busara-africa.com okay. busara-africa.com so you go to the bottom and subscribe and otherwise facebook busara africa on facebook you like our page mm-hmm. and you make sure we send we put out lots of content and interesting things about leadership to help you get better at what you do Bernard, your guest is super. I'm really encouraged this morning, but I need a contact. Godson and Akuse. So we just announced how you can get. Yes, Godson, reach us on Facebook, Basara Africa, mm. on the website. Ivan Saki wants to know how to get the whole show to download. Go to our website, ctfmonline.com, and you can download it and listen as often as you want. All right, so somebody was a, through a, a sort of mistake asked about listening skills. Mm. And I know you've spent time talking about listening. So let's talk a bit about, about that. Listening, how important are listening skills in, in, as a soft skill for your development? Because a lot of us talk, but a lot of us don't hear. Yeah. It's, it's, um, in fact, I'm glad they asked about that because that has been a key skill that I actually learned through coaching, okay. which was so important for me because you can see I'm a talker. I can mm. talk plenty. <laughs> but I've realized in terms of building relationships, in terms of my leadership, mm. that often commu- in communication, mm-hmm. listening can even be more powerful than speaking. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not just listening in terms, it's, you know, it's also the active listening, mm. huh? being able to show that you're listening, mm-hmm. but also it's, quite, you know, because I'm skilled enough to be doing this to you, Bernard, mm-hmm. you know, like almost <laughs> like I'm listening. So you think I'm listening. Tell me about it. But, <laughs> yeah, I know you Tell do. Me. I do a lot of that sometimes. But it's also quieting my mind enough mm-hmm. to be very present with the other person as they're speaking. Quieting your mind. Yes, because, you know, sometimes somebody is talking, mm. you're pretending to listen, but really all you're doing is being quiet enough to prepare your response mm. to them. Huh? But sometimes you need to quiet what's going on inside of you so you can truly listen to what they're saying and what they are not saying. Good. How do you measure growth? So, again, mm. I'm going back to what you said. You, you, you said in your nine steps... I think step number one was what caught me that yeah. you 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 define what, you success define what professional gets. success is for you. So you left the US, came back to Africa, did a lot of things. How often do you evaluate? And um, because some of the things you you said meant success are four different things, right? So do you say, for example, okay, how am I making Africa a better place? Am I am I following my passion still? Am I still passionate about development? So g- just talk to me a bit about how you. How often do you evaluate to see if... Because I guess your goals as a 36-year-old not be your goals as a 56-year-old or whatever age. So goals may also change, right? Yes, So indeed. how do you know you are on the right path? Yes, indeed. So so I have always... first The, the first thing is I've always been clear mm-hmm. 
and made time to reflect on what's important to me. Mm. 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 Um, and again, I'm blessed to be in a profession, a coaching profession, where you're inviting and supporting people to reflect. Mm -hmm. So it's natural then that you spend time doing that reflection. Okay. Beyond that, at the end of the year, often, mm -hmm. I will dedicate some time mm. to reflecting on and putting down on paper the lessons I've learned along my journey. Mm. So I did that this year, for instance, and I think I put, I put that on our Facebook page and on my LinkedIn page. Mm. So some of the key lessons I've learned. And interestingly enough, one of the lessons I learned in 2019 mm. was about constantly reevaluating what success is for me. Okay. Because I felt a lot of pressure um, around the idea that success is very material mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and that pressure to, to, you know, to be on so much on that track. Whereas for me, I'm always clear mm. that success is around impact. Impact. Uh, impact on Africans. Mm. And that impact has changed along the journey. Yeah? So when I started out, that impact was around human rights. For me now, the impact I would like to see based on my experience mm. is around leadership. Why is leadership so important to you? Because I see leadership is the beginning and end of everything. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, I like that. Bernard. Leadership is the beginning, beginning and end and of end. everything. If you look at any institution, organization, family, and you want to know whether it's thriving or not thriving, look at the quality of the leadership. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I find it very difficult to find an institution mm. that can grow, thrive without healthy leadership. Same thing with countries and nations. It's the leadership that defines that. Huh? Mm. So that's the big passion. Mm. Amazing yes. stuff. Alright, so we're wrapping up with Taka Awori just to go through some of the highlights again. Uh, five lies we tell ourselves. She's already dealt with those lies and then she used her life as a model nine steps she's taking in becoming professionally responsible for her own development and those nine steps are encapsulated in her journey from her original job to what she's doing in africa today so we'll just give me some closing comments as we wrap this up on the show what what, what should i not forget after today's program Okay. So I, th I think the key thing for your listeners to remember is that you are responsible mm -hmm. for your journey. Mm. You are enough okay. and it's never too late to mm. become everything you were meant to be. Mm. Start today. Brilliant. Effective Living Series on a City Breakfast Show every working morning, 9, 10 and uh, we've been focused on professional development this week. Next week, we're talking family. And I'll be discussing three dimensions. Finance, food, and I, just to make it alliterate, I call it fertility. But I'm really talking about health. So we have a family uh, leadership where we're talking about your finances. My guest next week will be talking about family uh, finance planning. Also doing meal planning. And then we'll also do health for men and health for women. Uh, if you want to get in touch with uh, Taka, go to Buzara Africa. Buzara, B-U-S-A-R-A hyphen Africa dot com. com. 
so that's it busara-africa.com if you want to listen again to this just go to uh, cityfmonline.com there's a podcast that you can get to hear yeah. Sky we have to take responsibility for our development Charlie, Charlie, no, I was just soaking the thing I'm it was clean. like she was preaching to uh, me you know you know, you know, you know Sky,